Hello, and welcome to the NLP Highlights Podcast, where we talk about interesting recent work in natural language processing. This is Matt Gardner and Walid Ammar. We are research scientists at the Allen Institute for Artificial Intelligence. Today's paper is titled Tying Word Vectors and Word Classifiers, a loss framework for language modeling. It was published at iClear 2017 uh, by Hakan Inan, Kashayar Kosarafi at Stanford, and Richard Zucker at uh, Salesforce. So the setup of this paper is uh, it's a paper about language modeling. Language modeling is an important uh, part of uh, generation problems such as machine translation and summarization. It's often formulated as a sequence tagging uh, problem where the input is a sequence of words and the output at each position is a probability distribution over the possible next words in the vocabulary. Hold on, you said it's often formulated that way? Well, how else can you formulate this problem? So classic formulations of language modeling is just a probability, a conditional probability distribution. You're trying to predict a word conditional on uh, a few previous words. And um, one of the things that we currently do, like a standard way to do this now is to use uh, a sequence to sequence uh, model to represent this problem where the input uh, at every position is a word and uh, the corresponding, uh, at the same position, you're, you're predicting the following word. So it's like more, it's a specific formulation of, of this more general uh, conditional distribution. Right, so it, it's not that this is some new formulation, it's just a new, a new way to view the standard language modeling task, right? You, instead of thinking about this in terms of probability distribution of your next word given some context, you can think about this as a sequence tagging problem, and it's actually the same task, right? It is, yeah, and it's like, I wouldn't say it's a new thing, it, so the paper is not proposing this form, formulation, but it's building on it. Um, right, so if we're using a neural network to do this, uh, to do this task, the output layer at each position is going to be a, a dense layer uh, with a soft max nonlinearity. Uh, so every dimension in this output vector corresponds to a particular word that we might want to predict. And we can think of the weights connected to that dimension in the output layer as an embedding of the word. So I will be referring to these weights connected to a particular word at the output layer as the output embedding to distinguish them from uh, the embeddings that we use to represent the input words. So um, in the standard formulation of this problem, the, uh, these output word embeddings are completely independent of each other and also independent of the embeddings used uh, as input uh, to the neural network. And uh, the paper is basically proposing a, a con uh, an improvement of, uh, over the standard formulation. So the first thing uh, the authors propose is to, uh, is to leverage the word similarity um, based on the word embeddings to, uh, to improve the loss function used to train uh, the model. So in the, in the traditional uh, loss function for, for training these models, you're gonna uh, define a cross-entropy loss function it only cares about the actual word seen in the training data. Uh, so if the softmax assigns a probability one to the correct or to the observed word, then the loss is gonna be zero. Um, and any probability mass that you assign to another word uh, increases the loss. It doesn't matter whether this other uh, word that you assign some probability for is related or uh, very close to the word that, that was observed. Um, so intuitively, this is not all the mistakes that you can that the model makes should be penalized similarly. Uh, for example, let's say the observed word sequence is I saw a car, 
but the model predicts um, I saw a vehicle. This is a much better mistake than saying I saw an elephant. To act on this intuition, the paper basically proposes an additional uh, term to the loss function, which computes a KL divergence um, term between the distribution predicted by the model um, and the target distribution in which the words uh, similar to the observed word will have non-zero probability. This is really interesting. Uh, I saw a talk recently by Shinlei Chen, who is a PhD student at Carnegie Mellon University who worked on the Neil project, Never Ending Image Learner. And that he uh, had some work where he uh, did something very similar for image classification. Yeah. That is, uh, it, you want to train the model or not penalize the model as much if it predicts an image uh, that is actually a truck, if it labels it as a car, that's not as big a deal as, as you say in as the example you gave, as if you labeled the truck as an elephant, right? And so he, he did basically exactly the same thing. And I've, I've seen this in, I think, a few different places, uh, but this is the first time I've, I've ever seen this tried with like actually predicting words. Typically, I've only seen this done with predicting classes, but because in language modeling, the, 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 it, it is essentially uh, categorical distribution over words, right? It, you could think of the word as a class, and so it's really not that much of a stretch to go to to, to apply the same ideas in this setting. That's interesting. Yeah, I think it, uh, the same idea can be applied anywhere where we're trying to predict uh, from a large number of classes, and uh, this seems like a fine application. Um, so this is uh, basically the first part of the paper, and, and then the paper uh, shows that if we only use this scale divergence term, the additional term, and under some, some additional constraints, the loss will be equivalent to tying the parameters of the input and output word embeddings. Um, so although the theoretical results rarely applies in practice, it suggests an interesting hypothesis, which is uh, that you should be tying the input and output word embeddings uh, to reduce the parameter space without reducing the expressiveness of the model. And therefore, you're going to improve the efficiency of training uh, the language model. When was this paper published? It's an iClear 2017 paper. I feel like that particular idea, tying input-output embeddings, is a very old idea. Is this paper really claiming that is new? So the paper does quote uh, several previous work that do uh, similar, um, that have similar ideas. So I'm going to quote the paper here. Um, we have recently come across a concurrent preprint for Press and Wolf 2016, where the authors reused the word embedding matrix in the output pro projection to improve language modeling. However, their work is purely empirical and they do not provide any theoretical justification for their approach. Finally, we would like to note that the idea of using the same representation for input and output words has been explored in the past, and there exists language models which could be interpreted as simple neural networks with shared input and output embeddings, um, citing Bengio et al. 2001 and, and Hinton 2007. However, shared input and output representations were implicitly built into these models rather than proposed as a supplement to a baseline. Consequently, possibility of improvement was not particularly pursued by sharing input and output representations." End of quote. Interesting. Okay. I, I, I know I've talked to lots of people about this idea just in conversations. I, I, I guess I can't think of particular papers to point to that have um, explored this because this isn't my area. Right. I mean, um, yeah, I feel like it's um, it's a very natural thing to do. Uh, it's nice to have uh, some theoretical justification for it. 
uh, and clean experimentation to show its effect. I think that's the value this paper is bringing. Okay. Um, yeah, so let's look at the experimental results because the, that's basically, these are basically the two ideas in the paper. Um, so there is uh, figure two and table one report the perplexity of four different language models in various settings. Uh, the four models are a baseline model, which is a two-layer LSTM with variational uh, dropout. The second model is the same baseline adding uh, the augmented loss term. Um, the third uh, model is a baseline plus re uh, reusing sharing of the embeddings between the input and output uh, words. And finally, uh, the baseline plus both the augmented loss improvement and the, and the sharing of embeddings. So both contributions, the augmented loss and reused embeddings, consistently give a decent improvement in perplexity with slightly better results when they are combined. Uh, so in larger networks, we, you get most of the improvement just by reusing or sharing the, the embeddings. And uh, there, therefore, that's basically the recommended uh, setup because it's, it's much easier to do the sharing than to implement the, uh, the KL divergence loss function. Um, and the paper claims a new state-of-the-art result um, on the PTB, uh, on the Pentribank data set, by modifying the previous state-of-the-art model of Zilli et al. 2016 to share the input and output embeddings uh, in their model. Uh, so this modification resulted in a 25% reduction in the number of parameters and 2.5 points improvement in perplexity. So is there anything you, you particularly, particularly liked about this paper? Like, would you use this in practice? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it seems like a, a fairly reasonable uh, thing to do, um, especially if you don't have a ton of data to learn from, uh, because you know, it, it like uh, being more efficient in learning is is more relevant when you have a limited amount of labeled data or, or data in general. In language modeling, you don't need labels; you just need text. Uh, so that brings us to one of my uh, concerns about this paper is that it only evaluated on relatively small corpora. Um, so the biggest corpus they used, uh, I think it has uh, 2 million words, which is about 1,000 times less than uh, this, like the, the most recent uh, papers on language modeling, which um, basically is a 1 billion uh, word corpus. Um, the other thing that I would improve about this paper is uh, maybe it, 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 I'd like to see more of, a, of, a, of an extrinsic evaluation. So perplexity does not always uh, correspond to an improvement in the actual tasks that we care about. Almost always when we're using language modeling, we, we, don't, we don't care about the perplexity. We care about how this fits in the bigger uh, problem we're trying to solve. So in machine translation, you could measure blue score. On summarization, you could measure uh, rogue and People have done that before. Uh, but in general, it's, it's a well-written paper. It proposes a practical solution um, with a reasonable justification. Um, so yeah, I would use it. Great. Thanks for presenting the paper.